Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is you can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get it done if you'd like the show. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. Well, friend, we're back. It's a beautiful Friday morning out here on the river, but it's really cold. It's, uh, what is it, Tata, about seven degrees outside? Yeah, I think, or eight maybe. Yeah, it looks like it's warmed up just a tiny bit. It's 18. Oh, it's 18? It was wow. 7 when I left for the yeah. hospital yeah. this morning. Yeah. It's uh, frozen. The river's frozen solid, and there's snow on the ground. It's pretty cold here in Nebraska. We hope you're warm wherever you are. And it's unusual, but we are recording on a Friday, but it's Tuesdays with Tata. Yes. <laughs> so I'm here with my main man, Dennis McDonald. How are you doing, Tata? I am well. How are you? I am just doing great. Lisa's over there preparing a whole bunch of roasted vegetables for food prep for the coming week, and it smells really good in here, doesn't it? It does. It does. It's, it's, it's home cooking. Home cooking. She's amazing. Oh, there's Harvey. We're going to let Harvey back in because it's too cold outside. Come on here, buddy. You're on the podcast. Well, Tata, you've been thinking a lot about this conversation we're going to have today out of Matthew 10, and I know it's been a couple of weeks because we didn't get to record last week, but... I think you got something special cooked up for us today. So what you got? Well, first of all, I, I want to say Happy New Year to our listeners. Amen. Um, uh, and, 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 and I think about it, um, some, some, some may be saying, this is a brand new year, yep. so it's going to be a brand new me. Mm-hmm. Or some may be saying, oh no, more of the same. That's right. More of the same, they say. So depending on where you are, you don't have to be there. You have right. to be, be be kind to yourself in the process. Amen. So, and but and I know that that we're talking about something that's brand new, um, and some of it is some of this. What 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 struck me today is not really brand new, uh, but it was it was called to my attention not too long ago when when one of our listeners said that she enjoyed that in my prayer that I always remembered the little ones. Yeah, the little ones. Yeah. That's right, you do. You always say that. So, so Matthew 18 and verse 10, and this is our Lord talking. And, and other translations may say something different. You may, if, you're reading, if you're reading the NIV, the International, New International Version, it will say something different. See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father, who is in heaven. Mm. That is an amazing thing that, that the Lord said. And, and, and like I said, there's, there's other translations. You have, you have the NIV, right? It, it says exactly what you just read, uh, almost word for word. Okay. So, 
it, it, so we we need to be mindful of the little ones, and and I and I often think about a, a little one when when a little one comes in the room or a, little, a small child comes in a room and the parent is not there. What does what does a little child do? Looks for their parent, but who that who will they finally go to? Whoever smiles at them. That's right. And whoever gets down on their level with them. And that may mean getting down on one knee. That's right. To, to look them in the eyes. Because the Arabs had a, supposedly had an expression as part of a proverb that the, the, the eyes were the wells of the soul. That's right. So you can look into a person when you look into their eyes. But think about that. What, what I always like to do, why did Jesus say that at that time? So, so you have to stop and think about where had these guys been? Now, I'm assuming that uh, Peter, James, and John were in this crowd because they were, they were one of Jesus' disciples. But Jesus took them to the mount on top of the mountain, and there he was transfigured. Right. What does that mean? He was changed. That's right. And he, he, became, he became startling white to them. And Moses and Elijah were there. And so, but then they heard a voice from heaven. And the voice from heaven said, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That's Listen right. to him. That's right. I think King James Version says, Hear him. So listen to him. And, said that he, and so they, they, they went down from the mountain, and then it, we pick up the, the story again in, verse, in, in chapter 18 when the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like, a, like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Hmm. Think about that. Turn and become like little children. What, what are little children? One of the first things that come to mind is that they're dependent. That's right. They're dependent on, on their parents for food, clothing, and shelter. And so we, that's, that, is, that is a posture that, that we need to turn to and become also as we think about our Heavenly Father, that we need to depend on Him. That's right. Depend on Him. We, because God Himself said, and Jesus said it also, that apart from me you can do nothing. That's right. And so a little child is helpless. They have no defense mechanism. They can, they, they, maybe they can cry a lot. But they're, they're dependent. That's right. That is one of the that is one of the main characteristics that comes to mind when you think of the little ones. They are they're dependent on someone and somewhere. And so that's why Jesus looked at that little child and had compassion for that little child, but also saw that little child as pure, undefiled, that's right. and a member of the, of the family. Does this speak at all, Tata, to our need as a society and as a church to speak up for the those who are defenseless I think so even the unborn I think so I think I think that that, that we're that we're required to do that. that that we are we are required to be the voice of the one for, for the ones that have no voice that's right that have no words I think that's right I um, I'm curious as we read this, as Jesus, so the 
the context is the disciples have asked him, who's the greatest? Yeah. And he says, take care of the little children. That's right. Yeah. That's he's right. always turning. He, he's genius. I, I just read that book, The Genius of Jesus by Erwin McManus. And he's always turning our questions around and probing them with deeper questions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ourselves. And so he, he goes into this message about who's the greatest by pointing us to the little children. In verse uh, 6, he says, if anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their necks. He, he's a serious thing to cause to um, cause a child to go down the wrong path. That's right. Like he's saying, be careful what you teach your children. Be careful how you influence them. And that says a lot about our society right now. We see a lot of parents who are, because of cultural influences, are directing their children into destructive, even sometimes fatal, um, patterns of behavior. Um, this is scary if you put it in the context of what Jesus said. That's right. Well, that, that, that's why it, it, it's always it, that what gets what what I think about and what is so heavy is when you think about what Jesus say. Truly, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So that that says to us that that we should we should humility should be more important than than what our what our position is. That's right. The, the, these guys, the, the disciples that came to Jesus were concerned about the, well, it had probably had to do with their misunderstanding of what the kingdom was. That's right. They felt like the kingdom was uh, they thought the kingdom was. Uh, was physical, going to be earthly. That's right. And not, they didn't have a concept of it being spiritual. But they wanted to know who would be the greatest. Mm. In fact, there's another incident where one was, where they were talking about, can, can I sit on your right side? And, and somebody sit on your, this, can he sit on your left side? That's right. <laughs> the brothers. Yes. Yeah, their mom asked them. Their <laughs> yeah. mom asked them that. Yes. <laughs> and so, James and John. But... And Jesus' had answer to them was that it was not that wasn't his job. That's right. It wasn't job. his choice. He wouldn't decide that. That God, that God Himself would decide who would sit where. That's right. What does it mean in verse ten, Dad, when Jesus says, "See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father." Yes. Well, I'm often I've pondered that for a long time myself as well, and I'm and I'm still I'm convinced. That the children have a guardian angel, that some an angel is looking over them, and that there's times when, uh, and I and I'm, I know that there's probably the Holy Spirit, but at times when I think I've probably had an angel watching over me because of things that happened in my life. Yeah, I remember one time when I was getting at at, at, at Oak Hill Church in San Antonio when we were moving in there. We had a lot of moving boxes. And uh, Jessica, our, our daughter, needed was moving and needed some boxes, so I was out there getting some of those boxes. They had already been flattened out, and I had at that time owned a pickup truck. And it was very strange why, how it worked out because I was standing, I had to park right beside it. So I was standing with one foot on the side of the pickup truck and one foot on the side of the dumpster, loading wow. boxes. Oh my. And then all of a sudden I fell. But I, when I but I, when I, I fell between 
the dumpster and the pickup, which was probably about a foot. Mm-hmm. And I, I, but I didn't hit the ground. I felt like when I when I hit the ground, that somebody just laid me down. Huh. I don't feel like I hit. I didn't feel like I hit the ground. Wow. I was not injured. The Lord protected you. Wow. Yeah, we always wonder about that. Like, do we really have guardian angels and, and all that? But here, Jesus specifically, directly, and not metaphorically says that these children have angels in heaven. Guard, and his angels something. always see the Father's face. That see the Father's face. And he says, he says not generically, but their angels. The, the, the children have their angels in That's heaven. That's right. interesting. I never really pondered that before. And it's interesting, too, in, in the larger context of this chapter. So you hear it starts out with the, the disciples asking Jesus, who's the greatest? He takes us to the children. And this is the, this is this, the chapter in which he says, if your eye causes you to stumble, pluck it out. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Like in the, in the context of don't make the children stumble, he's teaching us these things that we've plucked out for other purposes. That's right. Then he goes on, and, and the story about if you have a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, wouldn't you leave the 99 and go after the one? That's also in the context of looking out for the children. Like, right. like this is a big deal to Jesus. Oh, yeah. Well, and Jesus, and, and I wasn't even going to mention this, but in another place, in chapter 19, Jesus says the same thing, only a little differently. But Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. Do not hinder them. For, for to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. Mm. So what other characteristics do little children have? They have innocence. They are, dependent. they love everyone. That's right. They're dependent. They're trusting. They're trusting. And they also have great ability for faith and imagination. That's and, right. And hope. That's right. Uh, uh, my wife, my, my Patty, I think we've said this before, but she taught uh, third grade Bible school for a number of years. But one of the stories that she told me about, and here again, I, and I, it's a story maybe she used in her teaching. I, I don't know, I don't recall now, but the, uh, the, the family had a newborn in, the, in, the, in their family. Mm-hmm. And, the, and they had also a little boy. And he kept wanting to go see his little sister. Yeah. And his mom objected. And finally, he just kept, he kept on and on and on. So finally, she relented. But she stood at the door to see what was going to happen of the nursery. He went to his little sister's uh, crib and said, Hurry, tell me what God looks like before you forget. Oh, wow. Wow. Hurry, tell me what God looks like before, you, before forget. you forget. Wow. That's amazing. That's an amazing story. So what do you think, Tata? What's the take-home message for our listeners today here out of this? We, we need, what we need to do is look at ourselves and, and, and develop that kind of posture as we think about God. Yes, he's our, he, he's, he's our, where we have fear of him, yes. We, have, we trust him, yes. Yes. But he is our heavenly father. And be dependent upon him. And be dependent upon him. And mm-hmm. Jesus is our brother. We can depend on him. That's right. He's been there. Done that, got the t-shirt, the video, and the cap. <laughs> and the website, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nowadays. Listen, I want to I segue for just a second, Tata, because while we were talking and reading this scripture together, moments after we started recording, I got a text message from a friend of ours here in North Platte, and um, she asked if we would pray 
for a family here who just had a child commit suicide. Oh, my. And this is just happening. We don't know the name or the details at all, but um, it's it's interesting to me that we're talking about how precious the little children are to Jesus. And here we have a young person who's taken their life, and, and I think it would be appropriate for us to intercede for that family in prayer now. Um, as we wrap up today, Tata, would you mind praying? We don't know. We don't know anything. I don't know if it's a right. boy or girl, how old they are. I we don't know the family, but obviously this is a devastating thing, and um, it feels appropriate in the context of the conversation we're having to just intercede for them right now. Well, the event we we have no real comprehension of it, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and some and some of the work that uh, that we did in the past uh, had occasion to be involved in those kind of situations, but. And they were very difficult to understand. Mm. Yes. Uh, and so the conclusion I had sooner, that sooner or later someone decides, I can't be here anymore. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. And I don't know, but we don't know what provoked that. But let's pray. Okay. Oh, Father, we, we thank you for this day that you have made and we rejoice in it. And we thank you for all of our blessings. We thank you for our food, clothing, and shelter. We're blessed in abundance. We have more than we need. We're blessed and highly favored, blessed beyond measure. You're so good to us. Thank you. And Father, on our, right, right at this very moment, our hearts are very heavy because we are concerned about a family that is right here where we are who has lost a child. A child has taken their own, they're taking their life by their own hand. And Father, we do not understand that circumstance. And we, we cannot even comprehend what the parents are suffering through right now. But we ask you to bless them, give them strength and give them endurance so that they can so that they can get through this event that has taken place in their family. And Father, we pray that that, that you have mercy on the one that that, that, that we're that we're concerned about and, and we pray, Father, when that person uh, appeared at your door, you said, Welcome home, child. Welcome home. Words we all want to hear someday, perhaps today, we don't know. Perhaps today, Father. But Father, we ask for this family, we would ask you to bless them, give them peace, and give them comfort and give them strength. And Father, be with the ones that are ministering to them. Give them the words, Father. Do not let them rely on their own experience. But Father, direct them at how best they might serve this family. So Father, we just ask for peace and mercy and grace. And we ask it all in the sweet and precious name. Of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, your Son and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Tata. I think it's, it's a perfect way to wrap up this conversation about becoming more dependent on God, like the little children are dependent on their parents. Like, it, no matter what you're going through, friend, like there, there's, there's a profound power to be had in learning to trust and place your, your trust in Him. Because you don't always know the right steps to take. We don't always know the right things to do or the right place to, to turn. But we always, if we turn to Him, we can find hope. That's right. And hopelessness is really the thing that's deadly. The deadlier than any cancer or any event we can face is, is hopelessness. And so I would just encourage you, if you know someone who's struggling to find, and fight hopeless, to find hope and fight hopelessness, or if you're feeling that okay. way yourself, today's the day. Become more like a little child. They don't ask questions. They just trust. That's right. We just trust. And maybe today, if 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 you have if you if you're relying on God, maybe the day to, this is the day that you take someone by the hand and lead them to where God is. 
That's right. And so you can see him. That's right. And so then, and they may have peace, and that their angel may see the Lord's face. That's right. Ta-ta. Well, if we're going to learn to become more like a little child and more dependent on God, Tata, why don't you restart? Start today. Start today.
Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarrenmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.